everybody welcome to another episode of action features an episode it's an episode did you hear what i said there yeah it's a company you ate that apple earlier so now it's on the brain yeah uh okay well, I, don't, I don't know what episode number this is do you know what episode number this it is? doesn't matter it doesn't matter anymore uh well in this episode we're going to talk a lot about real ghostbusters this is one of our themed episodes where we there's one thing we talk about a lot whoa what was that noise that was zach that was zach uh, Zach, that was me. Hey. I apologize. Guys, I'm I missed here. my cue. <laughs> well, that's to spoil the surprise, Zach has hit a button. We have Zach Oat from Diamond Select Toys on here, and he's coming in at the beginning of the show. That way you guys don't have to wait until the end of the show to hear what you probably want to hear out of the episode, and that's us talk to Zach about the Ghostbusters product from Diamond Select Toys. Woo, yeah! Yay! Oh, so sound effects. Yay! How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, very good. Zach uh, came on our, our show a while back and discussed Diamond Select toys in general. And now, this time, he is just discussing Ghostbusters. Right? Yeah. Okay. First, a brief history of you guys with Ghostbusters and the action figure line itself. I know you guys did, you know, I think you were doing mini-mates before you did the figures, right? Yeah, we did, uh, we did a lot of mini-mates. They started it before I got there, but they did, like, pretty much everybody from Ghostbusters 1 except for, like, Janine. And then... Everybody from Ghostbusters too, except for like uh, maybe the mayor's assistant. And then they uh, they they went on to real Ghostbusters for that. They made some cool ghosts from that uh, on that little two inch block figure form. And they even did. Um, I guess that's pretty much where it ended. There was some talk. We we looked at some extreme Ghostbusters stuff, um, but that uh, that never materialized. We're still we're still actually considering doing some more mini mates, um, but uh, nothing's final there. And we also made a ton of vinyl banks. Um, we started that a long time ago with, you know, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, Slimer. Um, uh, we even had some light-up statues. Um, yeah, the Firehouse like, uh, statues really neat. Yeah, we did a light-up Firehouse, which I love. Um, light-up Terror Dog, light-up Slimer, light-up Stay Puft. A lot of fun. And then, yeah, we did, like, bottle openers and pizza cutters and, um, you know, different stuff. Uh, fun stuff. Probably been making probably for at least 10 years. Maybe, oh. maybe not quite that, but close. What year did they start? What year did the the, the action figure line start? Eventually, you guys get the license opened up where you can do actual action figures, and that line started in what 2016, 2015? Yeah, I think it's been at least a couple. It's been a couple of years. You know, we tried to when we at least announced it is you know two, maybe maybe two and a half. But um, you know, we've been rolling out a new wave every few months. There were a couple longer stretches there. Um, this last two came out within like a couple months. So we're moving along pretty quick on those. So, so when you guys first started to do these, was it was it just going to be just Ghostbusters one, and then we see how those do, and then there was a plan to do Ghostbusters two after that? Was there yeah. like a long term game plan just to start off with, or I think the Ghostbusters line is the f the first line we've done in a long time where. You know, most lines will plan out. You know, at least two or three or four waves. But Ghostbusters one where once we decided what we wanted to do, it was kind of an all or nothing kind of thing. Once we started, we had to go five waves. So, you know, whatever the sales were, you know, it had to be that long. We weren't going to you know, leave people on alert. And also because we have to, you know, create the tooling for the whole thing right up front. So it's a big expense right up front. Um, you know, so the figures, especially where there's any reused parts, is not as, you know, as, um, as painful once you get all that diorama stuff out of the way. 
But that was that was the plan to do Ghostbusters one and see how it did. And then when we got to the end, we we're like, well, did Ghostbusters one do well enough to keep moving? Um, you know, usually we take it like a one line by one line, you know, uh, wave by wave approach. But for this, we you know we had to wait at the end of five waves, you know, assess everything and see if we could move forward. And we decided to move forward. You had to do five waves because of your deal with the studio. No, the diorama. Oh, because of the di- yeah. The rooftop. Okay, yeah. That's a yeah. We wanted to wave. build that yeah. that rooftop. That yeah, rooftop. So there are so like fifteen right. fifteen figures worth of people of uh, parts. I'm right. uh, not even you know more than fifteen parts, but we had to pack it with. We had to break it up over fifteen figures. I think we even looked at how many we could do. I think we even at first were like, oh yeah, it'll be four waves of figures, and we were like, wait. Is five waves of figures because we just had to figure out how to get everything in there. I mean, really, for, for a lot of things, it was a matter of how much room was in the packaging with some of those big sections of the rooftop. Those yeah. floor panels could get pretty big in the top of the, uh, the, the arch. But, um, yeah, that was, you know, that was the challenge. And, you know, I, I, I think we, we would have hit the same problems with, um, with uh, Series 6 through 10 um, if we hadn't just decided to do, you know, five waves there. Although... Um, you know, to build the, the firehouse doors. Although there was a, a bit of a snag because we actually thought we were going to be able to do like five ways of Ghostbusters too. Some of the characters actually weren't available to us. That was you my know, next for whatever, Yeah. Yeah, for whatever reasons. It's kind of strange how some licensing works and how some, you know, rights to characters and likenesses work and, you know, who has a likeness and who doesn't have a likeness in the movie. But uh, there were some characters we wanted to do that we couldn't do because they, they, you know, the rights weren't available. Uh, you know, they, maybe we could have pursued them on the side, but once you start working in other royalties to other entities besides, you know, or, or any sort of, you know, flat rate deal, um, in addition to the money you're paying to the studio, it starts to add on to the cost of the figure and it starts to get a little cost prohibitive. So that was when we decided to, I'm sorry, I'm just talking. I'm no, 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 this is great. Questions. This is great. Um, you're so answering that was questions before I even ask them. It's great. Yeah. When we said... You know, everybody since we started has been asking for real Ghostbusters, so let's just, you know, and we've been talking about it, how would we do it? Could we use the same bodies and still make it work? And, and we decided that we could, and uh, we said do the last two waves as real Ghostbusters. And, you know, hopefully people who are interested in just the real Ghostbusters will see the value in the firehouse when I, you know, pick up the Ghostbusters 2 figures and vice versa. It's, uh, it's, it's, they are pretty cool. I think they're great looking figures. I, I grew up watching the cartoon, I, but I didn't play with any of the toys. You know, I didn't have any of them, you know, and I know what they look like. I, I definitely, I definitely am aware of, of, of the design. Some people wanted us to just reissue those figures and I didn't even understand that. Like why yeah. would we reissue them? They're, they're pretty widely available. Even if you can't find one with all the accessories, and totally. stuff. but it's, you know, it's, that's, you know, that's what toys look like back then. It's like you might as well make reaction figures where they're little toys that they were made and what they were look like back in the 1970s, which is, you know, not great. Um, so we wanted them to be semi-realistic. We wanted to be able to use this, you know, really, really good tooling we've created for, for all the bodies. You know, we think some people don't like the, you know, the mid-torso the cut, whatever, uh, the abdomen cut. And we wanted to be able to have them work with all the ghosts we'd made. I mean, we made so many library ghosts, terror dogs. You know, if you try to put them next to, you know, cartoony, cartoony real Ghostbusters, it's probably not going to work. And, uh, you know, we wanted the heights to be more realistic, you know, to, to fit in with that. We did go with the cartoony heads. We did go with the Kenner-influenced gear, you know, which is blue. and has, yeah. like, different colored protons yeah. and and stuff like that. And, you know, we had like, we have a new um, a PKE meter. We've got a lot of a lot of new pieces. I think it's a new PKE. I'm pretty sure. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. You know the pack's all new. So you know, while I've seen 
you know, mixed reactions to it. And some people, you know, are fine with the bodies, but they weren't thrilled with how the heads came out. Those are prototypes. They may look slightly different in the final version. I'm, I'm not 100% sure they were all approved when they were shown, but I think we've shown them a couple of times. So um, I'm not sure if they, they're going to change at all. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully the, the people respond to when they see them in package. Um, really, it's been a really amazing response. You know, we have a lot more confidence going into Series 4 and 5, and we're, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to get it into, you know, other retailers as well, um, not just, you know, the comic shops, especially stores. You know, now that Toys R Us is not around anymore, they were yeah. carrying the basic versions. We obviously like to have another retailer on board just to support the, you know, the cost of, of doing a full run of these figures. There are minimums that we have to do, minimum, called the MOQ, minimum order quantity. So, like, the factory will say, you need to make this many for it to make fiscal sense for you and for us. So we'll have to make a certain number. And if we are way, you know, most there are some lines we've done where we were way short of a, the MOQ, and we just had to not move forward with them because there's just no way we could do them unless we had, were sat in our warehouse of, like, tens of thousands of these figures, mm. um, which is, you know, it's led to some things getting canceled. But uh, thankfully, uh, not Ghostbusters. Thankfully, um, you know, Chuck, the president, Chuck Tercera, he, uh, this is clear his, Baby, after you know, seeing not being able to get the figure license and seeing what Mattel did, and I don't know how impressed or not impressed he was. I I, I gotta say I'm not a fan of the Mattel stuff. I yeah, you know yeah. Sorry, I thought they looked pretty good until I saw Diamond Select wave, <laughs> and then I thought is that yeah those those were crap. I think that the the, the <laughs> Mattel line works great as a if it were a kid's line. Like if that was the Ghostbusters figures I had as a kid, I think I thought that would have been great. That does not work as an adult collector line though. Those figures were not worth, what, $30 each when you factor in the shipping mm-hmm. and everything? Yeah, the price was a little painful, too. It yeah. really was. And Some just, people, once they, even once they saw ours, said Mattel did it better. They, they compared us. That's to silly. Them. They said, nope, that's Mattel's, Mattel's, maybe not Mattel's bodies, although the people who don't like the mid-torso cut, again, I, you know, I don't fully understand it, but they say it ruins the aesthetic. But the, they, they look at the heads and they say some of the Mattel head sculpts are better. And one they point out to specifically is Winston. And I'm not sure I agree with them on that. And as far as the other ones, I definitely don't agree. But yeah. that's just my opinion. I, I, I will say that the strongest, I mean, step over there, Mike. But I will say the strongest, I think the strongest sculpt that Mattel did was the Winston. But yeah. it still doesn't compare to the Diamond Select Winston. It's no, not no. even close. And like, we're, not saying that. The coloring. Yeah. we're not saying that because you're yeah. on the show. But, uh, I'm, I'm I'm totally surprised to hear that. That is, yeah, yeah I've, I've read that too, and I think it may be where people just they want to do sour grapes kind of because they don't want to rebuy everything. Yeah, like they've bought the Mattel yeah. figures, they don't want to really rebuy everything. So the easiest thing for them to do is tear down the new thing so they don't have to buy it. Um, no, if that's what they need to do to convince themselves, you know, not to spend that extra money. I know it's a huge investment, and uh, you know, if you're getting if you want that diorama, people are like, can't you just sell it by itself? I'm like, no, this is. This is how we have to do it. I mean, if we listed a diorama for, you know, $375, $400, how many would we sell? Probably not as many as we'd sell of the action figures, uh, most likely. It's just a harder purchase for most people. But if we can space it out and also give people figures along with it and, you know, also sell the parts to people who only want the figures, you know, and maybe they'll eventually want some more diorama pieces. There's some of them that actually work on their own without, you know, other pieces there. But um, it just makes it more feasible to do it this way for the people who want the diorama and for um, for us producing the diorama, um, just it's just more. It's just it, it, it. This is how it had to be. It couldn't be like you know 
all right, now we'll offer a $400 piece and see who, how many people order it. Because then, you know, nobody would have ever gotten it. And that's just sad. Yeah, it, I think the whole, the, the entire endeavor of Ghostbusters you guys are doing is so impressive. Both the diorama uh, for the first one, the rooftop diorama, and then committing to five waves. Like right off the bat saying, before even the first wave is out, like, look, this is going to be this many pieces. It's all going to happen. That's really unheard of nowadays. You know, a lot of the smaller companies, I'm not saying you guys are small, but not Hasbro, not Mattel, they, it's, it's basically like, we'll Kickstarter a figure or we'll commit to doing this one wave of figures. Whereas you guys were like, look, we're going to do this giant di- diorama. You're going to get all of it. We're going to do 15 figures. You're going to get all of them. And then to repeat that again, it's, it takes a lot of planning, like you said, to go, we have to know that we're going to be able to do all 15 of these before we even start. And the same with the, the firehouse to go, look, we got to know we're going to be able to do all 15 of these. All these characters are going to sell. We're going to be able to do it at a, you know, at a budget that makes sense for us to make it work. So we have to look at how many reuses we can fit into this line. It's just like some masterful planning going on. And then to be able to fit in everything in your same style of packaging where, you know, where you guys have continued that same style of packaging for so long and to make all those pieces work within that and not have to change it, it's crazy. It really is. Like, I don't think enough people are impressed by it, by what you guys have done and the planning it took and the commitment that you show where it's not just, we're going to show you a wave of figures. You're going to get these and we'll see how they do. And then maybe we'll do some more. It's like, no, you're going to get the whole thing. This is going to happen. And this is the way it's going to happen. Um, so kudos a lot to of you math. guys. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of math. I don't know how, you know, how they, keep it all i mean obviously they, they need to do the math he's got an accountant working on him he's working on he's got a production manager but check the president oversees you know all you know that line and, and a lot of others so he um you know he, he has to look at unit costs like how much each each package figure is going to cost and you know with the parts and maybe move some of the parts around to make sure that the costs even out a little bit more obviously some can cost a little bit more than others but it's got to even out and you got to do math to see how big the diorama can be for the parts to fit into the package and, you know, some people complain about how big our select packaging is. And some of the figures are kind of floating in there. But it makes stuff like this possible. And, you know, some of our other big figures, like, you know, the Mar- big Marvel characters yeah. and, and other stuff. And, you know, you can give the X-Files characters a desk, you know, instead of just uh, some little thing. You know, dioramas were part of the line from the beginning when the Marvel line started in 2002, which is when we made our first select figures. So it's a lot of math. It's a lot of math, a lot of sizing, a lot of costing. You know how big can the sections be to fit into the package, and uh, some of the and I think the sections for the firehouse are like right up there. They like fill the package, you know, uh, in terms of that two dimensional space. Another thing that I see some people, you know, they think, oh well, I don't really want to. I'm not going to build the whole diorama, so I don't really want to buy this figure. And I mean, not not talking about you know the Toys R Us releases, but a lot of times I'll see somebody, I don't really want to buy this piece of the diorama. And I'm like, well, the diorama is kind of a bonus compared to you know what. Figures cost these days. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A lot of comic shops sell these at 25 bucks a pop. And when you're getting a Ghostbuster with multiple hand attachments, a trap, that, that proton pack, all that stuff, the diorama at that point is just kind of a bonus. You know, like it's... Companies are selling three and three quarter, four inch for you, 25 bucks all, the, all day. You were paying 25 or, so, or even more for each Mattel figure you were getting. Yeah. And you weren't even getting a diorama piece with that. And the value between the two, I mean, just if you take the diorama out of the equation... And you're at the same price point, basically, as one of those Mattel figures shipped. And you're getting so much more of the Diamond Select figure that I don't get it. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what your, what your complaint is here. And then to then take it a step further and look at the Toys R Us versions where it was, 
no diorama piece, and you were getting those for like fourteen dollars. That is, I, I've said it a bunch of times in the show. That was is easily the best figure value yeah. in the last fifteen years. Those were yeah, they crazy. Were supposed to be fifteen. They start. I think the first couple waves started at like twelve ninety nine. Yeah. I think I think a mistake, but in retrospect, it was a good jumping on point for people. Um, but eventually, they went to the fourteen ninety nine they were supposed to be. Even a fifteen. But yeah, I don't know. How, I don't even know how they do it for that price. I see the Marvel Marvel Legends are nineteen ninety nine, twenty two ninety nine, whatever, uh, and they don't come with that much. Okay. Or well, they come with the build a figure part, I suppose. But but a much bigger um, production run too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think that that cost would go down because they're making so many of them. I don't know. And you're I don't fully about, understand. I don't know how we do it, but uh, we do it. The other complaint that I, I hear a lot, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about our Ghostbusters. I'm going to say a couple things real quick. Uh, the other complaint that I see online a lot is where, well, you reuse the same four bodies. And that is not true. There's differences between those four bodies. They're not just Absolutely. the same Absolutely. sculpt. They look alike because they're supposed to look alike. If you looked yeah, at they're, the, wearing yeah, they're in the same uniforms. They're yeah. So they're supposed to look alike, but there is differences between those four bodies. Whereas, you know, with Marvel Legends, a lot of times you're getting that same body with a different paint job, 20 bucks. And I'm not, I'm not dogging Marvel Legends because I like the line. It really, it, it boggles my mind that people can't, like, look at it and go, these are different. You, you can see the differences. So that's a, you're not making a valid point here. Those are different bodies. And that's even more impressive that these are not just reusing each other. Whereas the Mattel figures were very content to have the same body for all four characters. Yeah. So, yeah, just crazy stuff that I see people complain about online that doesn't make any sense to me. So, but back to the, the real Ghostbusters line. You had said that originally it was going to be the five waves for Ghostbusters 2, and some stuff wasn't available. I don't know if you're allowed to say what wasn't available, or is that not allowed? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, you know, tease people with what they could have gotten and didn't. But uh, I, I think everybody, everybody that people have complained about not getting in that assortment, um, you know, major character, major characters with speaking lines, you know, whole scenes, uh, major ghosts, believe it or not, you know, the ghosts, like if you see, if there's a ghost walking through and it's a human in a little bit of makeup, you know, there's a likeness right to that. You know, even with a lot of makeup, um, you know, some of those actually counted. There were characters that were not, the likeness had not been pinned down, you know, and, and we, yeah. you know, we went back and forth with them, but in the end it was not something we could do. So, so we just chose to move on, um, you know, keep it tight and sweet. Obviously, when you keep it tight and sweet, Ghostbusters 2 lines are, you know, six out of nine are Ghostbusters. Uh, is it more? Is it more? Than, yeah, six out of nine are Ghostbusters. Seven out of nine if you count Lewis. So it's like just Vigo and Janos. Uh, Toys R Us actually was going to get a uh, translucent terror dog, and I think that might still show up somewhere. Obviously, there's been a little bit of uh, rejiggering with that, but that might still turn up. That'll be a nice thing to have for the real Ghostbusters line, since there's that whole Phantom Terror dog episode. So that'll be pretty cool. I was going to ask if, and this is going ahead for something too, is they actually did like a blue Terror dog on the cartoon? Or we did like one of those blue. in the Mini Mates line, uh, or like we did a translucent blue one. Was it like a solid? Was it a solid blue? Like that you couldn't I, see through? I, it? I think it was pretty solid, if I remember the episode right. It, it, was, it was. I remember looking it up, and they had like giant Terror dogs when they went over into the um, into the trap. I think into the, into the containment unit there were giant terror dogs that were like working for some big boss or something like that they were huge but i and i remember maybe they were slightly different color the, you know the coloration of the cartoon was obviously slightly yeah different, more, more vibrant um uh but yeah no we we actually did look up some different you know terror dogs because we did make a bunch of variants for uh the real ghostbusters line i think the real ghostbusters uh, well for the, the mini main but yeah. the real ghostbusters wave of that did have a translucent blue one. So I think that's probably where we got that from. 
Well, it's good to hear, because I I figure that probably since that wave of Ghostbusters 2 has already hit, because you you guys are going to pull out Janosch and make the Terror Dog the spot for Janosch at Toys R Us, right? Yes, we did not want to offer Janosch at Toys R Us. We thought that would be a disaster. Um, So, but since we've already got the Egon and the Winston from that wave in the comic shops, I would assume that maybe you're already producing the non-Dio versions? Were those already in production? Those were already in production. Okay. Uh, so, so we actually have them, and I think we're going we're to be offering them to uh, somebody. I'm not sure if that's been pinned down yet, if it's going to go be offered to comic shops, you know, who maybe want to pass on the higher-priced ones and want to get the lower-priced ones or just want it for the Terror Dog or, or what have you. Okay. Uh, there's some people who really aren't happy with the higher price point, and they, you know, they've been asking where the Toys R Us ones will be. And I've been saying, look, you know, the, the select ones are there, but if they want an alternative, these should be getting out there in some form or another. I don't know about Series 8, 9, 10. Yeah. Um, like I said, 9 and 10, there may be some interest. 8, eight they may have to bite the bullet and do a select um, version. Um, Even then, it's, but, uh, but it's we'll not see how it expensive, goes. really. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have more information about the Terror Dog and the singles for 7 pretty soon. That'd be great. Uh, I think a but lot singles, of people... singles for real, yeah, singles for real Ghostbusters are not uh, definite at this yeah, I would assume it, it, everything past stuff that's already in production is in question until you find a retail partner, which totally makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense to produce something and then find a partner. You want to find that partner first and then move into production on them. Uh, I had asked online a few people, like, what would you like us to ask? And that was one of the major questions, was what's happening with the non-dio parts. And I kept saying back, like, well, the Toys R Us future is kind of, you know, unknown, so it's... It's probably not going to say these are going to happen until he knows that they're going to happen. That would be silly to answer that. The last two waves get bumped of Ghostbusters 2. Those aren't happening. So then we get the real Ghostbusters slotted in, which to me is great. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yes, I, I, I think that I you guys, when you revealed those, it, it was... I didn't see much complaining online. I saw a lot of excitement, even more excitement than people had for the Ghostbusters line itself. It felt like... There were more people that were like, okay, well, I will buy those. I didn't buy the other things, but I'm going to buy those. Because it's been so long since we had real Ghostbuster figures. The colors are, they pop. and They're vibrant. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Yeah, it's cool. it's a finite thing where you feel like you can just get those four and the two ghosts. And, you know, it's not going to be, it doesn't feel as as big of a commitment, I guess. You know, where it's like, okay, well, you had to commit to this many when you're doing the style or you're going to buy a whole line. Here it is, these six figures right here. And may, there may be a future for more. There may not be, but here's your commitment right here. And I, I thought that the reception online was really great. There were some people, like you said, that kind of complained about the mishmash of style. But to me, it's like, well, you know, they gotta, they're gotta. they not going to do 100% new tools for each one of these, or it wouldn't make financial sense to move forward with them. And back in the Mattel days, I was saying, you know, I would have bought, had they done Ghostbuster figures based on real Ghostbusters, and they used those same bodies that Mattel was doing, which is what they would have done, I would have bought those. So these, to me, are so unique and so different than what Mattel probably would have done. I love them. I think they're great. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. I'm super excited about it. Mike, who doesn't really buy toys that much, is I, is committed to buying these. Well, I didn't commit, but... Well, I've got you signed in for a case. But it definitely so. had me thinking, like, well... See, I, I missed out on the... Uh, Pretty much everything, and uh, I was, got me thinking. Like, well, I could go back and buy that first wave of Ghostbusters, and I could buy these, I and buy those. I should buy everything. I, well, I, maybe I buy I all could, of it. Uh, yeah, they they look really 
really neat. I'm really um. So I'm you? In, I'm, oh no, I'm, I'm into it. I'm I'm into it. So you had said that they're you don't know for sure if they're final or not on the sculpts. Uh, I haven't seen any notes about you know changes or anything like that, but I I don't I can't remember if we had a pending. I think we had pending approval possibly at Toy Fair. Okay, we exhibited them at C two E two. I don't know if we had a pending approval on them there. But even if they're not changing the sculpt, the final production piece is going to look you know will won't look a hundred percent. It's going to be you know all our heads are painted, so it's not a question of like cast plastic versus painted plastic, but it will be. Um, the mold, you know, may make them look slightly, very, you know, minutely, slightly differently proportioned, not, you know, excessively. We obviously try to match it um, pretty closely. We review, you know, comparison of tooling samples versus, you know, um, the original resins, um, just to make sure that it all translated well. But um, uh, I, I, I am not aware of any major revisions. Okay. Um, I, I, the uh, only complaint I saw from people online was the Ray head sculpt. That was the only one that seemed like it may not have got the same perception as the others. I personally think it's fine. I think the, all the heads, you know, the, the heads, different animation studios handle different episodes. Yeah. So even the, the show itself is inconsistent in the looks many times. And I think it captured the essence of each character, each head sculpt does. And I personally really like the fact that the bodies are slightly more realistic so that they can fit with everything else. I think that it's, it's a nice mishmash. And I personally like the sculpts a lot. I will ask, though, is the... Now, do you have like a an accessory breakdown for all the characters already, or are they each going to come with like with the the movie versions? Ray came with goggles, and Egon came with PKE, and Winston came with the trap. Is there a breakdown of his accessories so far that you can tell us about, or is it uh, still for Ghostbusters unknown? two? For Ghostbusters two, we we knew that people wanted more traps, so we gave everybody a trap for Ghostbusters two. I assume everybody's going to get a trap for Ghostbusters also. Uh, not hundred percent sure about that. I don't believe everybody's going to get a PKE, so I'd imagine that would just be Egon. Okay. And as far as everything else, I don't. I, I didn't. I haven't seen any goggles, um, so I don't believe there are any. Um, I would imagine they would have been there with the with the parts with the, on the, with the figures. Um, what yeah, about? So, um, oh. And Slimer comes with the three faces. Obviously, um, we may have showed a um, a bus driver hat. I, we aren't able to do the bus driver hat because. Um, I don't think we were able to find it as happening in the cartoon, so it was a movie thing that you know we can't mix the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the packaging, that's another thing we have to be careful. That's with. interesting. So, uh, there won't be a, there won't be a hat, so you have to source your own bus driver hat. But, yeah. That is funny because you know the first time they were shown, he had bus driver hat. The next show, it was gone, and I was even thinking like, did they lose the hat? Like, where did the hat go? <laughs> so, lo losing stuff between the shows is absolutely one hundred percent possible. <laughs> Um, so, uh, back when the first wave of Ghostbusters happened, the first movie wave, you guys did something really cool, and that was when they were first shown, they had no gloves on, and people on the boards, myself included, said, man, it'd be really great if these could have inter like interchangeable hands with gloves. And you guys, like, at the, like, it seems like it was at the final wire, you were saying, like, okay, well, we'll try and make it happen. And then it happened. They each came with interchangeable hands with glove pieces. So you could switch them between glove and non-gloved versions. Will the real Ghostbusters figures have the same ability? Because they did wear gloves off and on in the show. Did they? They well, did. It was probably more. It was more off than on, though. Wasn't it? It was more off than on, but they did. Yeah. You did catch it sometimes, and even sometimes you catch it colored wrong, where it looked like flesh gloves, where the studio had colored it wrong. But especially Ray, you would spot Ray with gloves on quite a bit on at least in the earlier '65 syndicated episodes. So I just I don't yeah, know if that's. I, how much that adds it's to the It's certainly cost. possible. I don't know if it's something that we've looked into um, as far as like 
you know, having that happen with interchangeable hands. Um, I can't remember if we, I, I want to say that for Ghostbusters 2, we actually, some people complained for Ghostbusters 1, they were just hands painted black, which, you know, was what we had to do to, to make it work that particular time. But I think for Ghostbusters 2, we might have actually tooled new hands. I mean, I, no, I have to double check about that. But um, either way, I don't if we have them, then maybe maybe for real Ghostbusters that is possible. But I don't think it's something we looked at. Okay. Um, I, but then I don't remember if we exhibited a lot of the alternate hands, any of the alternate hands, anyway. Yeah. And I'm only I, I'm not even 100 percent sure they come with all, any alternate hands. You know, instead of the ones besides the ones that just hold the gear. I'll have to look into that and see if um, I can get some information out there. That'd be really cool. We don't, even have, a, we don't even have official shots of them yet because uh, we haven't even solicited them in our previews catalog yet we just posted this series eight not too long ago yeah i think we want to get them in there and i think that some of them are approved if not all of them but i'm not sure how far we are away from that we try to get the solicit in we try to solicit after the last series comes out we try not to have them sometimes oh yeah sometimes, sometimes we wait until this next series is out until we offer the next one so people don't have two waves on order before you know one of them gets so maybe a little while longer, but I'm not sure if Series 8 is that far away. It's probably going to hit the next couple of months. I don't think I've seen a package sample or a production sample of the figure out of package. Um, the ones that C2E2 were, were prototypes. Well, you know, prototype heads on production bodies. So do you have a... a, a I, I think I saw it on a little card there, but can you tell us what the breakdown of the two ghost, real Ghostbuster waves are? And if you do have oh, yeah, series- at least a somewhat tentative date... Series 9, um, I don't know about dates. Series okay. 9 is, I, I think we're going to try to get them out before one of them at least by by the end of the year. Series okay. 9 is Egon Winston. Egon Winston Slimer. Series 10 is Peter Ray, uh, that articulated state puff. Okay. And real quick on Slimer, a lot of people are complaining that it's the same Slimer mold, the body is the same mold, and they say, oh, it's the same arms, but... Those look like new arms to me. Can you set the record straight they, as if they are new arms? They are. They are new. They are new. I think they're a little shorter, but they also have a uh, different number of fingers. Okay. I, it, they versus, definitely seem like smaller I think arms. It's four, to me. Three or four versus five. I can't remember. Okay. Three or three or four versus four or five. I I, I can't remember exactly, but it's and I believe the arms are a little shorter. I, I never really understood. I, I know his arms were a little smaller in the movie, but you know, if you, the the upper arms for the movie one, you know, they kind of tucked into the side. There are even little cavities for them to tuck in. So. It didn't bother me that much. It didn't bother me at all, really. But the but I know that people didn't really like it. But um, some people are saying that these arms are better for the movie, but they're not as good for the cartoon. So it's you know people were saying <laughs> yeah some people were saying oh can I get the movie heads onto this body and they'll fit but the colors are going to be colors be way off. Out. Yeah, so. you have to I think it's a great Slimer. I think he looks awesome. Oh. Okay, so let's say these are a big hit because it seems like they're going to be a, a big big hit. Is there already a plan for after the firehouse wave is complete as to what you guys are going to do moving forward? No, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. See okay. how it goes. If the real Ghostbusters stuff does really well, um, which we think it will, you know, better than Ghostbusters 2 even, um, which, you know, I mean, Ghostbusters 2 is doing okay, but uh, I think real Ghostbusters, the reaction's been a lot stronger. Then it's possible. We've talked about wanting to do more real Ghostbusters stuff, and obviously there's a ton of ghosts. Yeah. You know, what about future dioramas or build sets? Have you talked about that? Like maybe Ecto-1? We, that, I, that I don't think we've talked about. Okay. At one point, we talked about doing a different diorama for Ghostbusters 2. We talked about doing like the Statue of Liberty instead of, um, uh, you know, the head of the Statue of Liberty or just the crown of the Statue of Liberty instead of um, instead of uh, Firehouse. But we ultimately went with the Firehouse. But and at this point, Series 11 onward is totally hypothetical. We haven't talked about it. Okay. Like that. I, will, I will put in a vote for an animated containment unit. I'm putting my vote down for that because yeah. that, that set would be huge and awesome and would go great with some animated figures. 
Just saying. One other thing before we go into this. Oh, two other things. What is open for you guys? Can you do stuff from Extreme Ghostbusters? Can you do stuff from the video game, like maybe doing the Rookie IDW comics? Are those all open to you guys? Or I don't know about the game. I don't know about the game. I don't know about the comics. I think Extreme Ghostbusters is certainly available. I don't know um, how realistic it is, but yeah. uh, I believe it is. I believe it is a possibility. It is um, an option if we were to go that direction. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I've never really watched the cartoon. I know there's a lot of fans of it. It's um, actually pretty good. Certainly, certainly, a, certainly a possibility. Um, it's just not um, not something that we've been talking too much about. We talked about it a little bit for mini mates, but we'll see. I don't know about figures. I will everybody's say, a really di- everybody's a really different size in that. There's not really going to be much body reuse between, and they're all different outfits too. There's a lot of differences. Yeah, not not that everything has to be reused, but in terms of the deep sales we would get out of doing all new tooling for everybody, I, that might not be uh, happening. That was the most overwhelming question, though. When I when I posted on gbfans.com, Sideshow, and a few other sites, are you guys going to do Extreme Ghostbusters? Which I was surprised by. I like Extreme Ghostbusters, and I feel it kind of gets it gets a kind of a bad name just because the extreme thing, the word extreme in there, gives a, people a perception of it that like, oh, it's a '90s, oh, it's extreme. It's really not. It's really a decent cartoon. If it was just called the New Ghostbusters or something, I think it would have been. In the, your mind, it would work a lot better. But that was surprising to me. It was overwhelmingly the most asked thing to, for us to talk to you about was Extreme Ghostbusters, which is crazy. Uh, the other thing is, what about like props? Do you guys have the rights to do? Because Diamond Select used to do a lot of Star Trek prop replicas, like phasers and tricorders and everything. Yeah, we still, we still do some electronic ones. I'm not sure if we have those rights at this point. Do Ghostbusters? Some fairly re- they were still doing some fairly recently. Yeah, uh, yeah for Ghostbusters. So I, I don't know if that's something that we have yet or if it's something we're interested in, but uh, uh, I'm sure that, you know, we've had a relationship with Sony for a long time now, so it's entirely possible that's something we might uh, look at down there. That's cool. What about an Ecto-1 standalone for the figures? Is that a possibility? It's a possibility, figure scale, but we've definitely talked about doing a 115 uh, electronic one like we did for that Knight Rider cool. and, um, and some of the other stuff. And Marshmallow Mess Egon. Or I don't know what you guys call him, Marshmallow Mess. That was the Mattel term. But the Marshmallow Covered Egon, has he found a home? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, I, I still hope that we'll do it. I keep asking about it, and maybe one of these days he'll do it just to shut me up. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's an oversight. I think we should do one. Okay. I think he's a popular character. I think, uh, you know. He's a missing piece. I think, um, yeah, I, I think the only question is how many. My only question I have is how many we'd have to make for that MOQ. Okay. Um, obviously, I think we tooled the head along with the other heads, and I think we, you know, we have the body, which is just paint um, modifications. But fingers crossed. All right, so that wraps up all the questions we've got. Now we want to do something with you. And again, this before we do this, we've done it before with this kind of thing. Um, this is not indicative of anything that's being chosen for the line. So if you hear this and you hear Zach's picks, which you did, did you do your picks, Zach, for the three uh, in advance? Or you're just gonna you're just gonna fly. You're just gonna fly with it. Oh, I'm 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 gonna wing it. Oh, this is great. Okay, so we're gonna choose our top three real Ghostbusters that we would like to see three of us real Ghostbusters characters that we would like to see in the Diamond Select line. If it moves forward after these two, what we would love to see. Zach's picks are no way saying that this is happening though. Just because he's at Diamond Select doesn't mean he's he's telling us what's gonna happen. Like you just heard. It's only planned out through the, the two real Ghostbusters waves that are already there, so don't think anything else is happening, okay? All right. So we're going to start with the number three and move forward. 
Zach, since you're going to be winging it, do you want to wait on yours until me and Mike say ours? Uh, sure, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, or do you have one? If you have one, you can go ahead and say yours. Oh, I know. My, my number one is Boogeyman. Oh, that's your number one. We're doing backwards. Save that. That's all right. So it's, erase oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. So What's your number three? Right, that's, my number, that's my number three. My number three is Boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> number three is Boogeyman. I, I think that, that yeah. one's high on everybody's list as, as a most wanted ghost from real I'm Ghostbusters. Your um, such a cool design. Uh, what's your number three, Mike? Lewis Tully. Lewis Tully. All yeah. right. Like the my list is pretty boring. I think the but... accountant Lewis Tully later in the series. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Uh, my number three, and I tried to stay away from the ones that I thought were like the main three that everybody's going to want. So my list is a little different. Uh, mine is Janine, which I, it may be on your guys' list too. But I want two heads: one that represents her in the earlier version of the series, and then when she got the redo makeover thing, when the the cast voice the voice cast changed. So I would like her to come with two different heads. Two so heads are better than both one. Janines. Yeah. That's my number three. What's your number two, Zach? I think it's probably um, the uh, ectoplasmic Ghostbusters. Oh, the Citizen Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Cool. that's pretty cool. And uniforms, translucent heads. Kind of a cheat to do four characters in one slot, but we'll still take it. Well, that is a, that would be a cool box set. That'd be really yeah. cool. Uh, number two for me is Janine. Oh, and both heads. Yeah, I'll take both heads. Put both heads in there. Sure. All right, so my my number two is the Grundle. It's from a season three episode where this creature um, kind of overtook little kids and tried to turn them into Grundles, and it was kind of a really really creepy character design and creepy character because it was almost like he was preying on kids and it was something different in the cartoon. Um, and then he turned one of the kids. He's turned one of the kids into a Grundle. So I would like a pack in version of that kid. Being a PVC figure, like partially transformed. It was very, like, Rankin and Bass looking. It was very, very cool. And then he was actually the only ghost they carried forward into Extreme Ghostbusters from the real Ghostbusters, other than the opening sequence, which showed other stuff. But he was actually in an episode that was based around him, the Grundle. All right. So what's your number one, Zach? Uh, Sandman. 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 That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, the the voice, Nighty Night Winston, the lines. He's uh, he's kind of of funny looking, you know, kind of round and puffy, but. uh, he just says he was a scary character. Yeah, he was very scary. Was a very cool design. Good episode. What's your number one? My number one is kind of a cheat. And, uh, I, okay, I wanted Fright Features Ghostbusters based on the Kenner designs. That's all new tooling. Yes. But I have a sub is the Ecto Glow Ghostbusters, oh. for, which is kind of like yours, Zach, but it's based on the Kenner Ecto yeah. Glow line where it's all glow-in-the-dark bodies and the, like, like the, the neon color, they have their names on printed stuff. on there. I'm surprised more people haven't customized that at the Diamond Select stuff, like Kenner versions of the Diamond Select. It would figures. be really, yeah, I would, I would really like to see that because those are kind of corny but very reminiscent of that time. Totally. And, yeah. Is the Kenner stuff open to you guys before we move on to my number one? The Kenner versions of the characters? Yeah, like, or, is um, Kenner stuff open to you guys? Like, the Kenner figure like, design? Like a garbage man who lifts up his garbage can and yeah. he's like a winged demon and stuff. Is all I, I hope open? so. I hope so, but I really don't know. <laughs> I, it's, it's possible. That'd be cool to see some Kenner variants out of you guys. That'd well, be great. I, have, I had a number one written down, but I have to kind of change it because nobody else mentioned him. So, Sam Hain. The Spirit of Halloween. Yeah. With the giant you know, pumpkin head. He's got a pumpkin head. He's cool. Uh, okay, so I'll do my real number one then. Since I want to throw Sam Hain out because I thought one of you guys would say it. My number one is Peter's dad. Wow. I love Peter's dad on the show. Egon's uncle, too. So forget about Egon's uncle. Peter's dad is where it's at. <laughs> he was a con man, and you can include 
the big giant black ice from the Hobbit and Garrick episode and ghost repellers for them to wear from the ghost repeller episode. But Peter's dad is a treat on that show. Um, I know it's a complete pipe dream, but I would love a Peter's dad figure. I'm not as familiar with the show either, Zach. So we're, I mean, we're kind of outgunned here. I love the show. Um, so, okay, that's our crazy top three list. We all said our top three. Yeah. Right? All right. Um, okay, Zach, I, we, we've kept I you got, on. I got to get going. Yeah, we've kept you on so long. I got to get going, actually. Yeah, we were going we to so kick much. you off right now anyway. Uh, all right, kick me off. All right, man. Thanks you so much for coming on and sticking around and talking Ghostbusters with us. See you guys. Thanks, See buddy. All right. Okay. So that was Zach. He was awesome to come on the show again. He actually was on way longer than I yeah. anticipated yeah. to have him on, so I apologize for having him on here for so long. Man, I'm super excited about those figures and ghost, real Ghostbusters in general. Real Ghostbusters. So we'll talk a little bit about real Ghostbusters. We're already at 42 minutes, so we don't have to spend too much more time we'll talking. Talk about, talk about um, the show a little bit. As a kid, probably my favorite cartoon. I'm going to say that... Um, I don't have a recollection of watching the movies at all. From uh, I, Yeah, I, I must have. That. I can't imagine going to Blockbuster and seeing it there and, and not renting it. But I don't I don't have a recollection. When I was when that cartoon was on, though, I watched it quite a bit. Yeah, I had the proton pack and, and I had the um, I had all I had a lot of the figures. I didn't have all the figures, but. I think I had all the main guys, and then I had all the fright features yeah. guys, or at least a couple of them. And I had an Ecto one, and I had the Firehouse playset, which is a great playset. It was a great playset, and that was the that was the place for everybody. That was Batman. Oh yeah, man. That was Wayne Manor. That the was, most versatile playset yes, ever made. Yes, so good. So so my tie to Ghostbusters as a kid is, the is through the cartoon. I, I as a kid, but I don't remember much about it, and I haven't watched it a lot. The cartoon, it was the same with you. I, I watched the movie. I loved Ghostbusters. I loved Ghostbusters too. But most of my time spent playing and thinking about Ghostbusters. And my attachment to Ghostbusters was through the cartoon. As I grew older, my attachment became more to the movies. But the cartoon is probably the only 80s cartoon that I loved as a kid that I can still watch as an adult and get just as much enjoyment out of it. It's so well written and so well done that it wasn't just like Batman. We've said this on the show before, but just like Batman, the animated series wasn't written to kids, written down to kids. Real Ghostbusters wasn't written down to kids. Um, it's on Netflix right now. And I watched a couple episodes to, you know, to kind of bone up and it does hold up yeah. really well. And there's a lot of things in it. I thought this is not for children. Really, dark. I mean, yeah. this is, uh, even things like um, we talked about the the reference they when they're going out to Hollywood and their consultants on a movie about the Ghostbusters and they say and uh, Peter Venkman says who's going to be playing us no he said who's going to be playing me is it I know you want to get Robert Redford I know I know Robert Redford yeah. want to play me or something and they said uh, no here's the list of actors and they say Murray uh, yeah Mur Murray Ramis and uh, and Aykroyd yeah what is that a uh, a, a law, law firm? firm? Yeah. <laughs> but that was really funny. It was a nice nod yeah. to the guys. And there's at least at least one or two other episodes that one has a direct tie-in with the movie. That's the episode. Well, the, uh, well oh, that has a direct tie-in with the movie. Yeah, but there's another one that takes yeah. place right after Stay Puff Marshmallow Man gets... Yeah, that, they're in the, that's Citizen Ghost, where they come in right at the right. beginning with the tan outfits. Um, yeah, a lot of the humor is... I don't think I would have... I, I didn't... 
as a kid, I never felt like it was going over my head. I was just enjoying the show. I really liked it. But now as I watch as an adult, I'm like, man, as a kid, I, I, there's no way I caught this joke. Yeah, sure. And there's no way that this joke made sense to me as a kid. But as an adult, I get this joke. Like, yeah. it's, it's obviously this joke was written for me. Little things. Like, there's one episode where uh, Peter says, I took engineering in college for two years before I realized it had nothing to do with trains. And, and like, that's a joke that yeah. an adult gets. But as a kid, I don't know if that would have really made sense to me. You know, like, I don't know that that would have been a joke that would have been funny to me as a kid. But there was enough on the show that, um, sorry, uh, that was for kids. There was the adventure for the kids and there was comedy stuff for the kids and uh, cool creatures and all this stuff that as a kid, you were focusing on that. And the adults, I'm sure my mom loved to watch real Ghostbusters with me and she still loves real Ghostbusters. And now I see why. That one in particular, she was able to watch that with me and enjoy it so much. Because, you know, there are a lot of dark episodes, too, where it's, like, really dark. It's demons and um, gateways to hell, basically. And uh, it's incredible that the show made it on. Especially those first 65 episodes. The first 65 episodes were made for syndication. And then another, they brought in this team that wanted to get things going for the network and clean things up and make Mm. changes. And even though the later episodes are good past those first 65, and when the cast, the voice cast changes, they're good. And it's still way better and rewatchable to me than most of the 80s cartoons that I... And I still have a soft place for He-Man and G.I. Joe and Transformers. They're still more rewatchable to me as an adult than those were. But those first 65, there's so many great episodes. uh, So many great ones. They managed to tweak everything from the movie just enough to make it very... To, to work on a kid level, yeah, but to keep all the things like the personalities from the same, from the guys in the are, are are intact, yeah, and the the humor is very similar. I mean, of course, there's more cartoony stuff going on mm-hmm. sometimes, and more more slapstick type of stuff. But you know, in the movie, it's very kind of dry humor and and these subtle jokes that are slipped in and woven in, and it it feels like that in the cartoon. It feels yeah. like they still they still got all that, and they. You know, had Garfield, the guy who did voiced Garfield, voiced uh, Bill Murray's yeah. character, and and he was perfect. I mean, he, he was didn't perfect. sound like Bill Murray, but he got yeah. the attitude of Bill Murray. Well, it Bill, came across. Bill Murray then voiced Garfield for the movie. It was all a cycle, and so it was a cycle. Those two guys, you know, well, a lot of people listening to this cycle. probably know this, but Lorenzo Music did those first sixty-five episodes, um, and the story goes that Bill Murray was talking to one of the producers and said, "Why does?" Egon's guy sound like him, and why does my guy sound like Garfield? And he's probably just asking this question. But it was taken as, and this is, again, I don't know how, nobody knows how much truth there is to this story. It was taken as Bill Murray doesn't like the voice and he wants it to sound like him. Maybe he was uh, just making a joke. I, I think so. I feel like joke. that's his humor. And also, yeah. he's probably curious about the craft. Like, he's probably just curious. Okay, wait a second. Maybe he knows that that guy voiced Garfield, and he's making that joke, and it's a joke. I can't imagine that Bill Murray. I, I never thought of it that way either. Doesn't really. have access to find yeah. out who voiced Garfield. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I never have thought of it as sour grapes from Bill Murray. Yeah, that he wanted to change. It sounded to me, from everything I've read for the conversation, is that it was just curiosity as to why was this? Why did you decide on this? Or just making a joke, like you said about it, sounding like Garfield. And even when they started the show, when they were casting the show, they didn't want the 
voice actors to do impressions. They didn't want the characters to yeah. look like they did on because they don't weren't sure about likeness rights. So they didn't want the characters to look like they did in the movie. They wanted to change this so they look different. And they didn't want the voice actors to come in and do impersonations. The only one that pulled it off was Maurice LaMarche because when he went in to do the voice casting, he said, all I had was Ramus. I just, Ramus just came out and I was just picked. Mm. And that's, that's how his sounds like Ramus and the rest kind of don't sound like their counterparts. Even Ernie Hudson tried out for the role of Winston on the cartoon oh, really? and they went with Arsenio Hall. I didn't know it was Arsenio Hall until it was today. The, up till I think Buster Jones took over in the last two seasons. Yeah, he did like one season one through four, or one yeah. through three, or something like that. So, so even in that regard, they didn't want them to sound like it. Yeah, they wanted them to sound different. And Lorenzo Music, even though he sounds different, is completely the Bill Murray, Peter Venkman. So then, when Dave Coulier is brought on and does a Venkman or Murray sound like, which sounds more like Caddyshack than it does Peter Venkman, yeah. um, it just. It didn't have the same. Yeah, something's off. Something's off. It. It's it like I said, everything doesn't work as well. Just right. Yeah. And even though they made the characters look different, I wouldn't know. You could set. You just give me pictures, and I could tell you which one. Which one's which? which. Yeah. Totally. Just be, even uh, the character like designs of how they stand. Yeah. Comes across as who's who. Um, the thing that really burns me though on the Dave Coulier is I can accept my voice cast being changed. They changed Janine. She went from Laura Summer to. Katsuchi and they changed Janine's design. They changed Janine completely, which they then explained in the cartoon in an episode, which was breaking the fourth wall totally. Mm. Or nearly you wouldn't get that kind of thing out of a show where they explain character changes. Um, but so it, I wouldn't mind so much voice actors changing. What really burned me though is that they would then go back and redub some of the earlier episodes. Oh. They dubbed them back over and put Katsuchi in as. Janine, and they put in Dave Coulier dubbing over Lorenzo Music. That's, so when I would catch those redubbed episodes on air, I'd just turn them right off. As a kid, I was like, nope, that's not that's not Peter. I'm, I'm turning <laughs> this off. Um, even as a kid, I could recognize that they had changed something. And some of the Netflix ones that are up now are the redubbed ones. I noticed, which is a shame. I noticed some voices being different yeah. when I watched a couple, and I thought, that's doesn't that's not right. Yeah, there's a few of them on there right now that are the redubbed episodes, which that's, is disappointing. Yeah. So if you're watching this on Netflix and you hear a major change in Janine's and uh, Peter. Peter's voices. And you're like, I don't remember it sounding like that. That's probably one of the redubbed episodes. Um, the show lasted for quite a while. It went from 86 until 91. And this helped keep Ghostbusters in the public eye because the movie came out in 84. So you had a, and then the sequel didn't come out to 89. So you had this long gap where the cartoon is what kept Ghostbusters alive. And man, it kept it really alive. Like yeah. this cartoon was hot. And the toy line. The toy line was hot. Was hot. Mega I mean, hot. Loved the Kenner toy line, man. Loved it. I didn't have the first wave early on. Uh, the first ones I had were Fright Features. And then I ended up getting the, the earlier ones in trades with friends and stuff. But my first ones that I actually owned were Fright Features. Because there were so many other toy lines as a kid that you were buying. And you only were allowed to get so much stuff. So I didn't get the first four Ghostbusters. But I got, and I wanted to get them all at once. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to buy them piece by piece. I wanted everything all at once. That way I knew I had the whole team, which is probably why I didn't get the first wave. I probably didn't have them all at one time, but I did get all the four Fright features for some holiday. Yeah. Uh, so innovative, man. Each one coming with a ghost. A ghost and a weapon. Um, the first wave is great. First wave is great. First wave is great. They look just like they should. I love the simplicity of it. It was really just like... Uh, blister pack. Here's the figure. Here's, here's a ghost. the backpack. Here's the... 
proton pack in the gun and it's got this long it's got this stream on it that you couldn't take off you couldn't take it off but i didn't care I, I had a lot of fun with it i did too you clip them on the back and the stream goes up in the air okay a lot of people I, a lot of other kids i knew broke their streams off yeah. just so they'd have them i didn't like that i was like why would you break your own toy just so that it looks like that <laughs> yeah um and the ghosts each could like go on a figure in some way. They could go over their head or clip onto their arm right. in that first wave. But then the innovation really happens when Kenner is designing their own stuff. And they yeah. do the fright features, but they do their own costume designs. And they make a character go from looking normal to looking scared. It's it's silly. The way a lot of those worked out. So was, well. Uh, and each each wave, then they did screaming heroes, which they had this mechanism built inside them where it would attach a ghost and it makes a screaming noise yeah. and movement in the figure. Um, and then after that, it was super fright features where they took the fright features even further and they all had like almost space suits or deep diver type suits on them. Um, again, weapons and ghosts included with each figure. So you get everything you need. You don't just get a good guy. You get a bad guy to fight a good guy with the figure. Uh, and then after that, I think it was, what was the next one after that? Was it power pack heroes? I think it was. And those were reusing the first wave bodies, but new decorations and yeah. packs that did things like motorized packs. I liked that they had spaced those out. So it wasn't just like yeah. the first wave repainted over and over. You yeah. did get a variety. And then it was like, well, and then could... they started reusing the bodies, which the end. I don't, I didn't mind because they're really neat. I mean, yeah. those figures were good, but they, they did a good job of making the gimmicks sell yeah. the mold. So you had the power packs and the slime heroes where yeah. the slime appears on them. And then after that was the ecto-glow oh, yeah. where they were cast and glow in the dark plastic. I really like the ecto-glow. Ecto-glow is so cool. Really neat looking. Those are really neat looking. But not just the Ghostbusters themselves. Kenner did a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. Like where they did the haunted humans. And they had all these human characters that would change into something else. The monsters were super cool. Yeah. The universal monster type figures where there was Dracula and Frankenstein, the mummy. I thought that was such a great thing as a kid. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is so cool. I can have my Ghostbusters. The toilet. They have Fearsome Flush fearsome where he flush. opens up. So cool, man. What did Fearsome Flush? I never had Fearsome So cool. Flush. Yeah. The Ecto-2, which is the, the bike that turned into the copter. And there are different, there are more, the Highway Haunter, which is a VW bug that turned into an actual bug. Yeah. Man, there were so many cool things out of line. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, the firehouse. The firehouse is... An even though it's simplistic, it's an amazing playset. I had the 89 Batcave, and I had um, probably had a couple other things, but the firehouse took the cake. And simplicity is not a bad thing. It's not. All you need is an environment for the figures to stand and move around. If, yeah. you, got, if you clutter it up with stuff, you can't do any of that. It becomes too much. It's too much. And this is perfect. It's got a place for you to put Ecto. It's got the pole you slide down. It's got the Whoop. containment unit with the trap mechanism on it. And it's got the great feed to put some slime down on the figures. And another that's all you need. Another really cool feature was that pole. I the pole was I, cool. I, I use that. It was cool. Uh, it, it, it's mean, basically the only it, real it, action feature of the playset. Yeah, it is. It um, the containment unit has the trap that which slid. is kind of separate. It's kind of separate. It's kind of a separate. But it interacts. Deal. It does. But, uh, but yeah, and that's it. And they found that's a way. They found a way to make it functional to use uh you know activated by weight and it spins around what a cool place what a cool place that i just the real ghostbusters in general i have nothing but good memories of it from start to finish whereas a lot of other toy lines i and cartoons back in the day 
there was always something. Like for Thundercats, I liked the cartoon, but the toys weren't very good. Silverhawks was very short-lived, and the toys themselves, even though they were great, broke really easy. G.I. Joe, it ran to the point where they ran it into the ground. It became really, really lame at the end. Um, Transformers, I loved the cartoon, but the toys broke very easily. Real Ghostbusters was perfection all around. The cartoon itself was perfect from the beginning. Even though the Slimer stuff is lame at the end, um, you can kind of ignore the Slimer episodes and the Slimer segments because they started adding in these cheesy actual cartoony Slimer segments in with your real episode. You still have those real episodes in there, though. And the toy line from start to finish was just a ton of fun. Yeah. Just a ton of fun. Nothing but fond memories of Real Ghostbusters. Super happy to see it coming back. Yeah. Uh, to see those Diamond Select figures, to see it on Netflix. Um, it's a great cartoon for really all ages. Anytime the kids... Well, Blaze doesn't watch as much cartoons as he used to. But anytime that Gracie or Keaton want to watch a cartoon and they say... How about real Ghostbusters? I'm all for it. I'm like, oh yeah, man, this sounds great. I'll yeah. watch whatever they want to watch, but I actually can really enjoy watching yeah. real Ghostbusters still. All right. You got anything else to say? A slime. A slime. Ectoplasm. Yeah. I had a couple. Ectoplasm's cool, man. <laughs> it's very cool, but I was one of those neat kids. Yeah. I, I, I dropped it through the grate on the firehouse probably one time and got, I got a figure all covered and it, it got it in the joints <laughs> I had to clean it off. I had to. It got. It was crusty for yeah months after. I said no more. I no more of this. Let that dry out. Let it dry out. Toss it in the Get trash. Crusty. But it was fun stuff. A, yeah. Proton pack was cool too. They still make slime. Can you still? You, you can, can still, still buy slime. Buy some slime. You can. Uh, there's a lot of make it do it yourself slime yeah. kits now where you make your own. But you can still buy like just jugs of slime. That's that's a fun thing. It's a fun thing. That's slime fun is fun, thing. man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess that about wraps it up on this one. Again, big thanks to Zach Ode for coming yeah. on and talking about the, the Ghostbusters line. Um, if you haven't picked up any of those figures, give them a shot, man. They're Just pick up a Peter Venkman. Just pick him just up. Just pick up a Peter Venkman. You know that's the one you want to get if you want you to get one. You want a Peter Venkman. Pick up one of the, the Peter Venkmans, either from Ghostbusters 1 or Ghostbusters 2, or pick up the whole real Ghostbusters line when it comes out. Hey. Pick up the whole thing. Go to your comic shop and order it. If you have to buy them Dio versions... Who cares? They're still only like 25 bucks. That's, that's, that's a fine going rate for action figures these days. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap up this one. All right. Thanks again to Zach Oat. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to discuss this episode, head to facebook.com slash action features. Leave a comment when we post the episode. And we'll uh, talk to you guys next time. All right. All right. Cool. See ya.